Hey everyone, welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. And today I am so excited to introduce one of my very dear friends to the show, Lauren Schwab. Lauren is the creator and founder of Unplugged Mornings, and Lauren's goal is to ensure every person she comes in contact to leaves with a big, bigger smile on their face. Lauren has the tools to transform challenges, realize visions, and inspire others through her example as well as help others find freedom of simply being themselves and responding authentically to each moment. Lauren is combining her passions for health, wellness, and helping others to make an impact in this world. She believes in the journey, not the destination, and hopes that many people will join her on the journey. And I can personally attest to Lauren's character and how much of an impact she really makes on people it's it's she's truly one of those people where every room she steps into she just lights up and people gravitate towards her um, and I'm honored to call her a friend and so excited to have her on the podcast today so welcome Lauren thank you for being here Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. I'm so humbled that you would have me on and for that amazing introduction. <laughs> of course. I mean, you are such, like I said, a beacon of light. And, um, you know, this show is all about wellness in, in sort of the broadest sense of the word. Like, it's not just the fitness and the nutrition aspect like people think it is, but really like all holistic aspects of what make us balanced and well individuals and um, knowing your story and your journey I know that you really represent like all those levels and layers of what it takes to be well physically mentally spiritually emotionally and all of the above um, so I'm excited for people to get to learn a little bit more about you today and um, hear some of the amazing things that you've learned in your journey yes I am so excited so for those of you listening, um, like I said, Lauren founded something called Unplugged Mornings, and um, I'll have her share a little bit about how that was born. Um, Lauren's background is incredible. She's um, been on reality shows. She's opened fitness studios. She's been a personal trainer. She's ran gyms. She's been featured in so many media outlets. It's incredible. Her her background, like how much she's done in such a short amount of time. It's really, truly profound. Um, so Lauren, why don't we start by having you share with everybody just a little bit about like what your journey within the fitness industry looked like and, and how you came to where you are now um, doing your work with Unplugged Mornings. Perfect. So I'm from Kansas. So I would say I follow the yellow brick road all the way from <laughs> Kansas to California. Um, just over 10 years ago, it's really scary to say, oh my gosh, I've been here for a decade. I mean, scary and awesome and amazing. It just doesn't seem like it's been 10 years. It feels like maybe two years. Uh, but coming from Kansas, uh, there wasn't much else to do there besides play sports. So <laughs> that's what I did. I mean, if you, honestly, if you stepped on a curb, you were hiking in Kansas. So I played just about every sport you could imagine. And then about five sports in high school and decided on one for college. I played basketball in college um, at a Christian college there. And after that, I was like, you know what? I just need a change of scenery. I need to change up my environment. I love my family. It was the hardest decision to date that I've ever had to make is moving away. 
but I gave myself an out because I was like, I'll be back in a year. I'm just going to go for a year. <laughs> um, obviously we know now that it's been 10 years. So, <laughs> um, but something happened when I first moved to California. I mean, many things happened, but I didn't know until, you know, a couple of years later that I had actually lost my identity because I wasn't a part of a team anymore. I was just out there. I'd been a part of a team since I could walk and my grandpa put a basketball in my hand. Um, and then all of a sudden I wasn't, and I didn't have my parents there telling me what to do and where to go and how to be and all of that. So I was really on my own and I didn't know really anyone in California. I moved in with two girls that were also from Kansas, but we didn't know each other. Uh, so we moved in and, um, I felt like my life was a little bit out of control. It was kind of spiraling a little bit and kind of like what a lot of people go through in their early twenties. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And it wasn't until someone invited me to play on their football league <laughs> that I kind of realized um, that I had to be a part of a team. And it made me think of my grandfather, who he loves acronyms. So team was together, everyone achieves more or accomplishes more. And I realized that I had to be a part of a team. And, and to this day, everything I do is a part of a team. And so that's really what led me out here. And then I started training people on the beach. I was doing private, semi-private boot camps. Um, I was, you know, helping people with nutrition plans and all of this. So I figured, well, it's probably time to get certified. <laughs> so I got my personal training certification, group uh, fitness certification. And shortly after, um, I started doing fitness videos. And then I was approached by an Australian company uh, called F45 Training and they were looking for a project manager for their launch in the US. So at that time, they were still just in Australia, but they wanted to bring their franchise to the US. And so from there, I accepted and um, I was meeting with a lot of athletes and I was um, flying people to Vegas to introduce them to the franchise, to the gym. And um, through that process, realized that I would actually like to um, you know, live out my lifelong dream of owning my own gym. And so, um, partnered up with a couple of different people and, uh, we opened a few, uh, the franchises in Venice and Pacific Palisades with the dream of opening 20 plus studios. And, uh, shortly after realized that I had picked the perfect partners to teach me the lessons I needed to learn to move on and grow. So I'm very thankful for those partners, um, for teaching me all the lessons that they taught me but I had to make another very hard decision. So the first one was moving away from my family, Kansas to California. And then this one felt like what it would be like to give up my baby because I thought this was it. This was how I was gonna make it in life. I was gonna own so many gyms and it was gonna be amazing and I would make my millions doing this. And so I spent 20 plus hours a day. I was honestly sleeping for about two hours um, a night and I had a blow up mattress at the studio. I shower there. I ate there <laughs> deciding where to put the sockets in the wall and how the paint was going to look and logos and, you know, start to finish, um, opening these gyms. And so it really did feel like when I made the decision to leave, uh, to sell my ownership that I, uh, was giving up my baby and the thing that I thought I was going to do with my life. So, um, I now know it was the best decision that I've ever made. One of the best decisions that I've ever made. And, um, through that process, I actually lost a lot of money, like probably 150,000 or more, um, over the course of those two years. And so I kind of, not that I was at rock bottom, but there had to be some decisions where I had to go ahead and check my ego 
check my pride and go from owning a gym to managing a gym. And I was managing trainers at Equinox. So I went to Equinox. Um, I was the fitness manager there. I had about 55 trainers that I was managing. I call myself a momager because <laughs> I was taking care of them. Um, some of them have been there for 30 years, which was really cool. But um, again, I, I picked a place that was perfect for me to teach me the lessons I needed to learn to move on and grow, add some more things to my toolbox working for a corporation and meeting some amazing people, including Megan. <laughs> Thank you, Equinox, for right? bringing Megan into my life. And Such a few a other amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can look at it now. And the, the cool thing is Megan and I have, have now, um, we've now hosted two events together, the Equinox Talks and Be More Unplugged. So Megan with her amazing charity since leaving there. And I think that for both of us, you know, Equinox was like the fuel to the fire to get us to really go out and do the things that we've been talking about doing for so long. And so it was a good foundation, a good platform there. But then like all good things, <laughs> um, there needs to be an expiration date. And so there was an expiration date. And shortly before that expiration date, I was actually um, getting an energy healing from a trainer at Equinox. So again, thank you, Equinox. And during that energy healing is when Unplugged, so the brand that Megan was talking about, Unplugged Mornings, came to me during this energy healing. And um, I kind of floated up out of my body. I started seeing outlets in the wall. Um, that you plug into. And I saw these outlets as external comfort zones. You know, I plug my fan in at night to make myself comfortable so I can sleep. I plug my phone in to connect and my computer to make money and generate money and curling irons and Nutribullets and all these things that we don't really need and we don't have to have them. And um, the reason I can say that is because side note, I lived in a cave for 60 days once and there were no outlets to plug into and I survived. I'm still here to talk about it. Um, <laughs> And then I also started thinking about other things we plug into when we're seeking happiness and we want to fill a void or we want to numb out or forget for a little bit that we're not happy. And so we might plug into sex, drugs, alcohol, multiple relationships, material things, um, retail therapy, all these different things, right? We're just seeking external comfort when really we need to be unplugging from that external outlet and plugging into our internal outlet which is our purpose and the reason we're here. And as my grandpa would say, our raison d'etre in French means reason for being. And so that's kind of where Unplugged was born. And from there, I quit Equinox and I went on a tour to Chicago and Portland and Nashville and Kansas and, and all over the place doing Unplugged events. And that would look like a couple different speakers talking on wellness, wholeness, um, fitness, nutrition, um, you know, living their dreams, all of that, fighting for greatness. And there would be a workout and there would be some swag bags and some prizes. And um, that has all led into monthly workshops here in Marina del Rey and um, several retreats, Big Sur, Yosemite, Hawaii. And so it's been this beautiful thing. And really what it all comes down to is connection and community. So it's been a wild ride from that yellow brick road, Kansas to California, but that's where we're at now. I mean, there's so much like richness in your journey. And I, like I said, 10 years can seem like a long time. I'm in the same boat as you reflecting back on living in LA for 11 years now. And it's like, wow, how, how has it been so much time? But at the same time, like you've accomplished so much in that, that short amount of time. And um, I just, I love hearing your journey. No matter how many times I hear your story, I'm always inspired by it. 
I know. I'm like, you've heard this story a lot. <laughs> I love it though. It's... You're a part of my story now. So <laughs> I'm so glad that we are pad scraws and that we're a part of each other's stories. Because they were uh, supposed to. Exactly. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Yes. And I know that's something that we've talked about a lot is kind of trusting in that divine timing of things and, you know, call it fate, call it synchronicity, call it faith, whatever you want to call it. I, I feel like both of us have really come to that place where we believe that everything truly does happen for a reason. And even when things seem kind of big and overwhelming and out of control, trusting that they're happening for you rather than to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you don't mind, I'd love you to share a little bit about um, what that period of time was like for you last year when you were going through some health struggles and even hospitalized and um, kind of some of the lessons you learned from that. It is so incredible <laughs> being able to look back on something now and know why it happened. Because just like you said, life is happening for us, not to us, even though it's hard to believe that in the moment. And we'll always say, you know, there's a reason for this. And people get a little upset. Well, what's the reason? <laughs> well, sometimes we don't know for months or years, right? I can look back on different things where uh, in one moment, everything in my life just made sense. And it was like all the relationships that didn't you work out that failed the jobs, um, you know, all the things we wanted that we didn't get right. Like it was all for a purpose. There was a reason for that. And so looking back last year, you know, when I decided to take that leap of faith and for the first time in my life to go two feet in and not have one foot in the safety zone and I quit Equinox, I, I was, you know, stepping into my calling, my destiny, my purpose. And I will tell you that when you make that decision, you'll know that it was the right decision when everything that can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> everything that can go wrong, it will go wrong when you're headed in the right direction. It's your indicator that yes, you are finally on the right path. This is your destiny. This is your calling. It's not going to be easy. And if it, it was easy, everybody would do it. That's why it is hard because when all this stuff starts going wrong, people want to revert back to what they know, the safety zone, right? So it's like, oh, I'm going to go back to stability. I'm going to go back to that, that job that I had the, the health benefits and I had the, the secure check that was coming every two weeks and all of that. Um, but I knew that because all of this started happening, that I was on the right track. And let me tell you, <laughs> one thing after the other, every time I would question, oh, okay, this is a little too much. This is a little bit going a little too far. But um, <laughs> just to give you an idea, it was not too long after that my car got broken to a bunch of stuff was stolen. Um, you know, had to, you know, pay for the window, the glass, the cleanup. But then also they said, well, while you're here, um, it looks like you need all four new tires. <laughs> and so that was a couple thousand dollars. And I was like, you know what? I can look at it this way. Had my car not got broken to, maybe I would have been driving my car on the highway and one of those tires would have blown out and I could have killed someone or myself. And so thank God, you know, my car got broken too, and I wasn't driving on these tires. So even in that moment, I can kind of see the silver lining and kind of flip the switch. But after that, it was medical bill after medical bill, thousands of dollars in medical bills, because again, now I don't have, you know, insurance. And um, then it was stuff from my old business um, there that they didn't take my name off of some things. And so there was $15,000 bill from that, that past, um, job and all this kind of stuff. So, um, all this happened within about a two week span. 
And then my dad had a heart attack, um, which he is okay now. And my dad's the type of person that he won't even go to the doctor if his foot is like gangrene and falling off. He'll still go to the gym and get a workout in. He'll put a flip-flop on it and just go. Um, But fortunately, and I guess unfortunately, he had a friend that was sick. The friend's okay now too, but the friend was sick and needed to go to the emergency room. So my dad actually had taken the friend to the emergency room and while he was at the emergency room, had a heart attack. So um, had he not been there about divine timing, I mean, yeah, come on. It's like, definitely wasn't his time. He has more to do, but it was a wake up call for him. And, um, you know, the night before the heart attack had already started the night before. And he was at the gym at midnight, riding the bike, having chest pain and thought it was because he had lifted chest the day before. So he was like rolling out. He was on a foam roller, rolling out his heart attack, (laughs) thinking that it was like needing to stretch out. Um, And then just taking some pills and going to sleep. Had he not honestly got that call from a friend and been the good friend that he is to take his friend to the doctor, he might not be here. So after that, I ended up having a scare where I got extremely sick and they called 911 um, and I ended up in the emergency room. And then from that moment for about the next three months, I was at the doctor a few times a week. Um, they had no clue what was wrong with me, but I was having um, panic, anxiety, confusion. I felt like a 90 year old woman. I would be, you know, not know where I was going, not know why I was there, not know who people were. Um, I didn't want to leave the house. I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was afraid to eat. Um, just so many different things. Like I thought I had a sinus infection that went to my brain. I thought I had a bladder kidney infection because I was using the bathroom so much. Um, we could not figure it out. Doctors could not figure it out, but they wanted to give me all this medication. And I was like, well, what's wrong with me? And they're like, we don't know, but you can try these things. And I thought, well, if you're not telling me what the root of the problem is, I'm not going to start taking these band-aid medications that are just going to cover up what I'm actually feeling. Like, I want to know what is wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't take the medication. I did start talking to a therapist because I have no problem talking to people. And if they thought that that's something that would help, then I'm all for it, you know? Um, but I did not take the medication. And what I did do one day was I woke up another wake up moment and said, you got to start moving girl, get out of the house. Like I work really well with personal challenges. I, when I was 25, woke up one day and gave myself um, a hundred day challenge to not drink. And I have probably had eight drinks since then. I went three years without a single drink. So that hundred days turned into three years. I then would have a glass of wine here and there. And I'm now, again, I haven't had a drink in probably two years. So, um, and I don't know that I ever will again. And that really did change my life because I found a church. I became a better friend and sister and daughter and did the things I was going to said I was going to do and started businesses and all that. But that was, um, a side note. I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, personal challenges. And then there was a time when I, um, said, I'm not going to drink coffee for 30 days that turned into a year. Um, so I'm really good with the personal challenges. And so I decided I was going to give myself the challenge of running a mile a day. Mind you, at this point, I had not driven my car in over two months and I had not worked out, not a single thing in over two months. And being an athlete playing sports, I've had broken bones and still figured out a way to work out. So this is the longest I'd ever went without working out. And so I got up and I went running and I will tell you, it was one of the most difficult things that I have ever done in my entire life. I could not breathe. I was crying. I was coughing up blood. Um, and in that moment had so much compassion for people that are starting their fitness journeys because that was two months for me. Sometimes there are people that have not worked out 
ever or years or, yeah. you know, more than six months, whatever. So that gave me a lot more compassion for my clients and where they're starting their journeys. Um, but also just compassion for myself and where I was at. And I'm like, this is real. And I didn't know if I would ever be me again. I was like, will I ever be that person that I was? Will I be able to fly again? Will I be able to drive again? Um, but I was committed and I kept doing it every single day. And about after two weeks, it got a little easier and I could breathe a little better and I just kept going and I, I haven't stopped yet. So I'm on day 175 in a row of running a mile a day. And, um, that is another thing that has just been a game changer in my life because I believe that movement was my medicine and I healed myself because to this day I have not taken medication. I feel maybe better than ever. Um, I don't have those same symptoms anymore at all. And you know, so many other things. I mean, I have literally ran that mile in the snow with no shoes on in the rain. It rained a lot in California this year, <laughs> um, in the rain, full tired, not in the mood, 1145 at night when I'd already went to sleep, woke up out of my sleep being like, Oh my gosh, you didn't run your mile and just ran out the door at 1145 to get back by midnight. So I could still count it, um, as my mile for the day. Um, so I, it's just been amazing to see what that has done because I realize now that, if I'm not willing to do something myself, why would I ask my clients to do it? If I can't commit to one thing a day, why would I ask my clients to commit to one thing a day? And I truly believe that just committing to one thing a day sets you up for success because no matter what, my only goal for the day is to get my mile in. When I do that, I am a success instead of having a whole laundry list of items that overwhelm me to do. And when I don't finish them all, I feel like a failure. Now I'm like, did you do your mile? Perfect. And what happens from doing that mile is I feel better and I end up doing all the things on my list anyways. So that has been an absolute game changer for me. And I highly encourage people to number one, move. Um, and then number two, commit to one thing every single day. Yeah. I love that, that concept because it creates like a small win and you know, it's something that is, it feels manageable. It feels achievable. And the fact that like, I've, I've seen your, your Instagram stories. There have been days where it's 1130 PM and you're like, all right, I've got to get my mile in. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and yeah, that must just feel so um, rewarding to, to know that like you've committed to yourself in that way. It's not for anybody else. It's not for some sort of external challenge or goal that you're trying to reach. It's just to be accountable to yourself and to do what you said you were going to do. And I can yeah. imagine that must feel so good. It does. And it's simple things like you don't have to run a mile. You could walk a mile. You could drink one green smoothie every day, but it's right. just literally picking one thing that you can do. And for me, that, that was very difficult in the beginning. That wasn't an easy one. Um, it's become a little easier, but not like you just said at 1130 at night after I just had dinner or something. And then I'm like, Oh, my stomach is so full. I got to go run. But it's <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't have to, I get to do that. And it's something that has really shifted for me. And it, it just, like you said, it's rewarding and it's only for me. Like it's not for anybody else. Um, that's my personal challenge and my commitment to myself, but it does feel good to know that like, guess what? It's not always comfortable. It doesn't always feel good, but I do it anyway. And so then it allows me to do that in other areas of my life. Like, Hey, this phone call might not be comfortable. It might not be easy, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hey, that, you know, it's just like, not everything's going to be comfortable. Living in the cave was not comfortable, but I did it anyways. And guess what? I am a completely different human because of it. Like I will never be the same because I stayed in there and I didn't quit. 
Now, not to say that there's some things in life you shouldn't quit. Like, yeah, I had to leave the business because it wasn't serving my highest good anymore. The lesson I learned the lesson so I could move on. So I'm not saying don't ever quit when life sucks and it's hard and whatever. Um, but just know what your goal is, who you are, what your reason for being is so that you stay in alignment with that. And once you've learned a lesson somewhere, you get to move on and quitting's fine at that point. You're, you're not really quitting anything. You're just ending something to begin something else. Right. And it's kind of understanding that nuance between like when it's time to, to move on versus when you're quitting just because you're uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. Yep. What would you say to people listening who, you know, obviously you're very, very self-motivated and self-disciplined, which is such an incredible um, characteristic and character trait to, to have and to hone. Um, for people who are starting out and they're wanting to to learn and teach themselves that self-discipline, but at the same time, they don't want to drive themselves, like, they don't want to become, you know, too, too extreme on that side of the, the spectrum where they're now getting really hard on themselves. Like, say you had to miss a day of your run for some reason. Maybe you're sick. Maybe there's, like, circumstances that really presented to you that you, you just had to miss a day. Like, how would you then deal with that and have, have more compassion for yourself on that side of things? I mean, well, the reality of it is there will be that day. <laughs> right. I don't know that I will be running the mile for the rest of my life, you know? Uh, so I have thought about that. Obviously, the time when I woke up at 1145 and was like, holy God, and I, I was really tired. I'm like, I could just stay in bed, <laughs> you know? Like, I could just not, you know, I could break the streak. But I knew in that right. moment, I'm not going to break the streak because I forgot. Like I'm going to break the streak because there's a real serious reason. And I feel like there have been times where you would have thought I never could have made it happen, but I did. Um, but I, but I've already thought about the time when that does happen and how much grace and compassion I'm going to have for myself of like, look how long you did this. Look what you accomplished. And guess what? Tomorrow you can start all over again and that's okay because that's going to happen in life so many times, right? We're going to make 200,000 and we're going to lose 200,000. Like that's going to happen. And then guess what? You got to get up the next day and you got to start over and you got to get going again. You can't let it knock you down for two years and sit and wallow. Like I'm not going to for, you know, two months be like, well, I, I missed that day. So like, I'm just going to not, I like, I don't even want to do it now. I'm going to be a victim. Right? No, it's right. like, okay, you missed the day. Now start the heck over. And guess what? Maybe you go 365 days and you missed one day. Like, okay, that's amazing. Like 30 days in a row of anything is amazing. Let's be honest. Right. So it's like just forgiving yourself and then moving the heck on. Just keep going. Start right. again, begin again. Every day we get to start a new day and begin again. So even if yesterday wasn't the best and you reacted instead of responding, guess what? Get up and start over, like begin again. And it's totally fine. It's absolutely fine. And that's where we just have grace, compassion, and forgiveness for ourselves. I love that so much because I think that a lot of people put pressure on themselves when they feel like they have to start over or start from the beginning. Like there's mm. so much shame or embarrassment or self-judgment that can be tied up in that. But in reality, we're never really starting over or starting from the beginning because like you said, say you ran 365 days, you did a mile every day. That's 365 miles. If you yeah. take a day off or even <laughs> take a month off, like you still did that. And you're not starting from ground zero. You're starting from 
365. Maybe you just paused, you know? Right. Like then it just becomes not in a row, like without breaking your streak, but it's just yeah. like, I've ran 365 miles, like, you right. know, in the last year or whatever it is. And so I, yeah, I totally believe in that. And exactly what you said, like, it's not like you're going down a level, right? Like we're always right. elevating. We're never like even transitioning. Like we're not like flatlining no matter what happens. Even when we get, you know, leave a job or leave a relationship and we feel like we're going backwards, we're always going up because we learned something. So we're leveling up each time. We're just going to a new level. Like if you can sit there and say like, you just ran 150 days in a row, like you're leveling up. Even if you miss a day, like if you, if you drank a green smoothie every single day for 150 days, but you missed one day, you're still leveling up. Like it doesn't cancel out everything that you did to get there. It's like, you wouldn't even be there had you not done all those things and learned all those lessons. So like every failed relationship and every job that you absolutely hated and whatever was just setting you up. Like, I don't believe in setbacks. I, I feel like the, you know, quote unquote setbacks are just setups for the next thing. Like, here we go. We're like moving on to the next thing and we're going to be even better because of what we learned at that last place or who we met. Like, I, I totally believe in relationships and connections. I, that is like at the absolute top of like happiness. And so it's like, who did you meet at F45? Who did you meet at Equinox? Who did you meet at this event or that retreat? What, you know, it's like, it's all about that one. And I know Megan and I, we talked about this at our last event, the Be More Unplugged event. Um, wherever you go, find your person. So whatever, you know, workshop, retreat, seminar, or even the things you don't sign up for that you don't want to be at, like you're in a meeting or you had to go because your boss told you or whatever, like find your person, connect with one person. You have no idea where that is going to lead. Like absolutely no idea. And I talked with Megan about this as well of like, you never know where your yes is going to lead. And so if you feel called and you feel the nudge to say yes to something, then go for it. Because I just recently said yes to a speaking engagement in Minnesota, right in the middle of my event and my retreat and all of this. And all signs would say, you don't have time or the resources or whatever to make this happen. But I had the nudge and I said yes. And I went and I didn't know what that yes would lead to. But now I already know so many things of what that yes led to. And one of them being very special that a woman that was in the audience that heard my talk was inspired to go change her sermon, her speech for her church congregation on that Sunday. So she completely rewrote her message. And here I am sitting in Marina Del Rey, California, while she is speaking on stage, showing a picture of me from the event and saying that this woman inspired this talk and she's in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we had met in Minneapolis, Minnesota, like talk about divine, amazing connection, right? Of like, you never know who you're inspiring and who's hearing your message or your story, like 2,200 miles away. And that who, you know, who's going to be sitting in that church congregation and hear that and then go talk about it. Right. And then that's where the ripple effect comes in, but just never knowing like, you know, who you're speaking to. And even if one person shows up to your event, like speak to the audience of one, right? Cause that one person can lead you to the next amazing opportunity in your life. Yeah. And I love that you say that. And I want to tie it back to something you said in the beginning when you were talking about, um, your background in sports and how that really instilled in you that, that desire and sense of being a part of a team. How do you feel like 
team building and being surrounded by the right people impacts your overall health and wellness? Absolutely, hands down, without a doubt, one of the most important things um, for our wholeness, for our wellness, for, for our mental health is being around the people that are doing the things that you want to do and that have already done them successfully, right? Having mentors and coaches and trainers and all of this, right? Even mentors, trainers, and coaches have mentors, trainers, and coaches. So I think it's absolutely important to get in the rooms. That's what I keep telling my friends and clients. Get in the rooms with the people that are like-minded, that want to do the same things that you're doing. Get to the retreats, get to the seminars, get to the workshops, and get be a part of a team, be a part of a community. Um, that it's just so, so important to have those people around you, um, that your reality partners, right. That keep you in check with reality as much as accountability as well. Um, but it's like Megan is one of those people for me that fills me up. It's very important that if you're a person that's a giver and you're constantly pouring into people, you need someone to pour into you. So having that family, having that community, having that team, like I call all my friends, my teammates, because I just still speak oh, in sports terms. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's on my team. She's on the team. He's on my team. These are my teammates. And this is our team. And we're going to change the world and we're going to impact the world. And you have that team that goes with you that supports you in every single thing that you're doing. And having that support system, I think, is the number one thing for our mental wellness and health. I couldn't agree more. It, it really is such an incredible um, accelerator to achieving anything you want to achieve in life, to have people who support you in those goals. Absolutely. Um, so that being said, for people who are listening, who maybe want to find out about becoming a part of a team or they want to you know, surround themselves with like-minded people who are doing unplugged mornings, who are having these types of conversations and, and want to learn more about you and what you're up to, where can they find you? So Instagram is the main place that I reside. And that is at underscore Lauren Schwab, L-A-U-R-E-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. Um, also www.unpluggedmornings.com. We'll have all of our upcoming retreats. We host, uh, monthly workshops in Marina del Rey. So if you're in the Los Angeles, Orange County, uh, San Diego area, we've had people actually fly in from Austin. Um, and so if you want to come to one of those, we always post those on our social media. Um, and so we have our June 22nd, I don't know when this is going to air, but look for those. We always have amazing, uh, guest speakers and trainers. Doc Jen Fit was our last one. Jenna Scare, um, Rebecca Louise uh, was the month before that. We are going to have Lori Harder soon. So um, we have amazing people coming as our guest speakers and trainers. We do a workout. It's so much fun. We offer breakfast and lunch, um, our Master Your Morning, Master Your Life workshops, and then our retreats. We have um, several coming up this year, and we're getting ready to go to Hawaii. So 100% encourage you to... Um, get in the rooms, get to the retreats, um, get around the people um, that are going to uplift you and support you because it's so, so important. Amazing. And I will link all of that information in the podcast notes. So for everybody who's listening, um, definitely follow Lauren. She posts such inspirational and motivational content on Instagram um, and check out her events and retreats because um, I can definitely attest to the fact that they are transformative. 
Um, and nothing is set in stone yet, but Lauren and I have been talking about hosting a retreat together this year. So you would get to, to experience an awesome fusion of all the things that we both talk about and teach. Um, and like I said, not set in stone, but I can it's happening with certain see it's <laughs> happening yeah it's just a matter of when and where yeah exactly yeah it's happening so follow both of us we will keep you posted on that um there is so much more that I want to talk about with you and I feel like we're just going to need to do multiple podcast episodes and have you back on because I, I know that people are going to love um listening to you and hearing what you have to share so I hope that I hope that you're down to come back on. Oh, I'm down. Let's do it. We barely scratched the surface today. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so excited to come back on and touch on some other topics. Yeah, and thank you so much for, for coming on today and sharing pieces of your story. Um, I'm really excited to hear what people pulled from that because, like I said numerous times, you are just such an inspiration to me and so many other people. Well, thank you, and thank you, Equinox, for bringing us together. <laughs> right? Yes. Thank you, Equinox. This episode is not sponsored, but... No, it's not. <laughs> but, like... They probably they... should pay us. They really should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, again, thank you, Lauren, and thank you, everybody who's listening today. Um, if you have not yet subscribed, um, please go to the iTunes store, um, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to rate and review and share this with your friends. And you can also go to my website, empowered-bodies.com, to subscribe for updates there and you will be the first to know about the latest episodes and guests when they come out. Until next time, thank you everyone for listening and have a happy, healthy day.